Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got a great question today about family dynamics after death, and it was sent by Kathy. And Kathy says, how do you get other family members to open up about the death when you know for a fact that they are suppressing it, evidenced by their lifestyle, actions, and choices? Wow. Okay, so Heidi, we're talking about other people. How do you get other people to deal with death? Kind of the way you do, Kathy. Well, I'll have to tell you one thing, one early thought I have about it. I've been a family therapist for many years, and we have to realize, Kathy, that families are composed with individuals. And a lot of times people think a married couple think the same way, or other family members think the same way when they don't. And how they deal with death depends on them individually. Don't you think, Heidi, each individual deals with it differently? Absolutely, I'm not really exactly sure what's going on with Kathy's family, but uh, I always say, you know, a lot of times parents complain that their kids aren't talking enough about the loss, and I always say it's because they're trying to be good kids. When mm -hmm. Scott died, I didn't want to talk about him in front of you because I didn't want to cause you any more pain because I thought you'd been through enough already. But I always say, talk. it's okay for you, us to talk about them. You can talk about Scott and bring up memories. And even if people around you don't respond, I think you're setting up the message that, you know what, I'm going to continue to talk about them and keep him in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you say that people or family members you feel like are suppressing it by their lifestyles and choices. But you know, you really don't know what people would have looked like had they not had a death. They still may have been off to the Grateful Dead, or they may have had other friends or different people, or, you know, particularly with younger people, they're going through life changes. And sometimes we blame uh, everything on a loss or we use it as an excuse. Uh, maybe uh, somebody who has just lost a job and also, had a death in the family, maybe they would have responded differently. So um, you don't know. Well, I don't know how long it's been either. And if, if I don't know, you know, Kathy's had a loss, I don't know how long it's been. So sometimes when losses are new and you know, they, they've only happened within the first few years, people don't wanna completely go into the way that they're feeling because they're really terrified they're gonna be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I was afraid if I really thought about Scott and grieved and talked about it, I would be so overwhelmed that I wouldn't be able to function. Mm -hmm. So I think some of the stuff they're doing is adaptive. You know, you, you're defending yourself because you're fearful of being too overwhelmed. But the other thing may be also that you want more for people than they want for themselves. Sure. And that's an important thing. I mean, if they don't want to respond in the way you think they should be responding or they're doing things that you don't like, you really got to look into yourself, Kathy, and say, what is it that I'm like, what am I not getting that well, I need? What if Kathy's there talking openly about the person that she's lost 
and everybody's pretending it never happened and never bringing that name up. Mm -hmm. Well, then you have to figure out how you can bring the name out. You know, Heidi and I, you, we've always said, um, you can say all of a sudden, I miss Scott. Yeah. Or I miss my mom, Phyllis. Or I miss my dad, Howard. And then don't expect anything. Right. Just throw it out there and say it. If they don't like it, it's too bad. You know, you have to find good support people too. Not everybody's good grief support. Yeah, this is true. And you know, you can't expect, there, there are family members that you're gonna be able to go to and family members that you're not and people will change and, and things uh, happen and you have to decide, I guess the ultimate end of this thing, Heidi, is you really have got to think about yourself in the grieving process, don't you? Absolutely. And like you said, surround yourself with good grief support. Surround yourself with people that will talk about it with you. It may not be your family. I didn't talk a lot to my family. I didn't talk a lot to, my, to you and dad and my sisters when Scott died because it was almost too painful to talk with family members because I knew that they knew the level of pain that I was going through. So I went to my friends, I went to outside people. In those days, they didn't have the internet, but nowadays I would probably go to the internet for support and friends. I didn't go to family. Yeah, and you may have to um, organize yourself a little bit differently with the family. Like uh, we've had people who've told us that uh, after a loss that they've maybe had a family member who drank too much and so they didn't want to be around them well one of the things you do is go to the party a little later leave a little earlier always have a means of taking care of yourself letting people know that you will come and go be functional yourself because that shows other people what they can do i mean they say do it yourself and teach the world we may not be talking if it's you know kids and siblings siblings oftentimes don't talk and don't express themselves because the world is telling us to be strong for our parents. Mm -hmm. And the world is telling us our parents have been through the worst loss ever. So therefore we're hiding. We feel like we have to be there for our parents. We hide our own grief and we're there for our parents. We don't want to break down because we want to be strong for them. So that might be also what's going on. I don't know who is the person that's not talking, but that could be what's going on. Yeah, and, and there's uh, my friend Byron Katie that I worked with many years, talked about three kinds of business, Kathy, and you might want to think about this. She said, there's my business, your business, and God's business, and God's business is like death and grief and loss and that kind of thing, and the rain and the snow and whatever, and then there's the other person's business, and then there's your business, and you have to think about whose business you're in. Are you in telling other people how they should behave or having expectations? And maybe it should be you that you're taking care of and figuring out what you can do. So Heidi, I think we should move into some strategies for Kathy because she's had a loss, how she can take care of herself in, in this situation. So do you want to give a couple of tips for taking care of yourself after a loss? I would continue to talk about the person you love that has died, Kathy. Um, and like my mom said, don't worry about people's responses. Teenagers will often roll their eyes, but that's okay. Because when my parents used to talk about Scott, I oftentimes would roll my eyes, but I really was happy that they kept his memory alive. Mm -hmm. I just didn't respond to it. So keep doing that, even if you're not getting the responses that you want. And don't, yeah, don't expect responses. Just throw it out there, give a toast when you go to dinner or say you miss them or whatever. And you're gonna to have to let people respond in their own business, in their own way. 
and uh, figure out how to reduce your own stress. And there are some ways that you can reduce stress after a loss. Uh, one of them is through exercise. Uh, what are some other ones, Hyde? Gratitude, thinking about what you're grateful for in life and who you're grateful for. And sometimes it's hard, but looking at those little things because what we focus on grows. So that could be a good thing to do. Go onto Facebook and post a picture of the person that you love that has died and just leave a memory. And you may get support in cyberspace. You may get support on Facebook that, you, that you're really going to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. And you can also talk to some other people, like uh, if you have a friend that you can talk to or a minister or, you know, and, and journaling is fabulous, right, Heidi? Yes, journaling is great, especially if you're frustrated with people. Um, you can, you can general, if you're angry or frustrated with the fact that you're not getting enough support, because I don't, you might not be, you write about it. And if you're angry, you can write about it. You can actually rip up the pages and throw them away. And that kind of gets it out of your system. Mm -hmm. And one strategy you can use, which uh, we use a lot when I was working in family therapy, is to try the opposite that you've been doing with people that you have difficulty with. If you've been trying to invite somebody out, get them out of the house, go to dinner, that kind of thing, then do the opposite. Tell them that you're heading off to dinner with a friend, you know, and don't invite them. Try, I mean, it sounds uh, gnarly, but sometimes it can change people because then they can decide, well, I want to be a part of that. Or so, you know. You say, look, I'm going to dinner tonight at five if you want to join me. And if you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. And you can also say that, but if they keep saying, no, I'm not going to join you, you can say, well, I'm going to dinner with my friend and I'll talk to you later. And maybe someday they'll come up and say, you know, or, or they'll find out that they want to. So that's a, a thing to do. And I, I, you know, the old love your neighbor as yourself is really important in the area of grief and loss because it's as yourself. So your first love, the first person you've got to take care of in this whole grieving process is you and showing uh, love for yourself and, and letting other people serve you. Right, Heidi? Absolutely. And sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes we're used to being of service to everybody and taking care of everybody. But if you let other people serve you, you're being of service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about that because it's really hard sometimes to do that. And then uh, Heidi and I have found as people move through the grieving process, and sometimes it takes a year or two, or some people are quicker, but think about doing something out of your community, out of service, because that's pretty empowering, isn't it, Heidi? Yes, um, and, and joining groups like Compassionate Friends and depending on who you've lost, Soaring Spirits, to give get support and be around other people that have had similar losses. Mm -hmm. And we have just heard about a, a fabulous organization uh, for grief and loss. We just had on Ronnie Susan Walker. And if you have had a suicide loss or know anybody who has had one, she talks about our culture of kindness and she's trying to say this change the suicide culture. And she is the founder and executive director, Alliance of Hope for Suicide. And you can actually go there and there's a blog and they have professional people that will work with you. So if you have, try to reach out and, and get more involved with your community, Kathy, because that can really help you a lot. And a lot of people probably have the same problems you do with family members. I, I definitely think so, because we all grieve differently. And it's frustrating, you know, yeah. in a family when people are grieving differently. And it's frustrating when people don't want to talk about somebody and you want to talk about them. 
Mm -hmm. it's, it can be really hard. And grief and loss is a long-term process. I've always said to Heidi, uh, if a therapist doesn't uh, like a long-term process, they don't want to be in, in the grieving business, right, Heidi? Absolutely, and, and that reminds me that just because someone doesn't want to talk about something now or someone now doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. Our grief is constantly changing, evolving, and transforming. So Absolutely. maybe it's just too early. Maybe in the future this will all change for, for Kathy, I'm hoping. And I hope everybody that's watching this will consider visiting us at opentohope.com. And also you can email us and we will um, take a question from you if you have one and we'd love to answer your questions. So please send them in to us. And Heidi and I want to close this show with reminding you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours till you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.